In an uncertain time such as this, friends, there are things on which we can trust and depend, and God Almighty on whom we can rely. Things on which we can still depend is coming up on the International Gospel Hour. Stay tuned. Hi, this is Jay Webb for International Gospel Hour. We're so glad you've decided to listen to our program today. In a world of challenges, we need God's Word to help us face those challenges. Thank you for joining us in this period of Bible study with our speaker, Jeff Archie of International Gospel Hour, a broadcast of the Churches of Christ. So let's listen today. Here's Jeff. Well, greetings to everyone, and thank you for being with us today for our broadcast from the International Gospel Hour. As we like to say, we've been on the air since 1934. We're grateful to be on the air and in many cases now online bringing you the discussion of the soul-saving riches of Jesus Christ. We're grateful to be heading into our 90th year as of this recording and so thankful that you are with us with our journey as we study the Word of God together. I'd like to pause and appreciate and thank our Jay Webb, who is our announcer. You'll hear from Jay throughout our broadcast as we like to present free things that will come your way. This broadcast, you'll hear about a free publication that we are offering for a short period of time. Our popular free booklet, Something is Wrong, But the Bible is Right, you'll have that available in our well-received Bible study course by mail. Friends, all of the things that we offer from International Gospel Hour is absolutely free. And we're grateful to come your way and to talk about the things that be of God. You know, in Romans 10 and verse 17, the Bible tells us that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. So let us today consider the Word of God as we think about, as we begin, trust in God. Psalm 25, verses 1 and 2, is a hymn that we sing among our young people. I love to hear our young people sing, Unto Thee, O Lord, do I lift up my soul. Unto Thee, O Lord, do I lift up my soul. O my God, I trust in Thee, and let me not be ashamed. Let not mine enemies triumph over me. You may wonder, Brother Archie, why didn't you just go ahead and sing it? Well, you don't want me singing solo, friends, or maybe you want me singing so low and quietly that that'll work okay. But anyhow, I would much rather speak the psalm than to try to sing the hymn. But think about that song, Unto Thee, O Lord, do I lift up my soul. Why would the psalmist lift his soul up to God? Because... O my God, I trust in Thee. I trust in You. I know when I lift myself up to You, there is a trust, and I can depend on You, Father. I love Proverbs 3, verses 5 and 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge Him, and He shall direct your paths. The idea of trust. What a beautiful thing to consider. What a beautiful thing to study today when we can trust in God and friends. There are things on which we can still depend. You can still depend on a number of things furnished by God Almighty. And we want to spend time talking about that today 
with the aim that your trust and mine, that our dependence can be upon God and not upon ourselves. Before we continue into this study, I'd like to pause for our J-Webb, who has a very special offer for you from our dear friends at ApologeticsPress.org. Our free publication today is Reason and Revelation, a monthly journal courtesy of our friends at ApologeticsPress.org. International Gospel Hour has secured a limited supply of this awesome publication of apologetics well-proven over 40 years. Get your free copy today by calling toll-free at 855-444-6988. Leave your name and address and just say, Reason. That's it. Again, that's 855-444-6988. Leave your name and address and just say, Reason. You can also send your request through our website at internationalgospelhour.com. Click on the Contact tab and leave us your name and address and put Reason in the message box. We will send you a copy. Again, we have a limited supply, so get yours now. One thing on which we can depend. How about the love of God? You know, God's love is greater than anything we can even imagine. The love of God, it never fades away. It is always there, friends. His love, again, is greater than anything. John 3.16 Long known as the most beautiful or precious passage in the Bible, For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son that whoever believes in Him should not perish but have everlasting life. For God so loved the world. It didn't say, for God loved the world, God so loved the world, meaning that His expression of love was so strong that He matched that expression of love with the greatest gift that He could ever give in order to redeem this world. Without the death of Jesus Christ, none of us would have any hope. He is worthy for us to believe in Him. He is one in whom we can depend and know what He teaches. We believe it. We accept it. We obey it. Whoever believes in Him should not perish but have everlasting life because we want our life to follow Christ. What about Romans 5, verses 6 through 8? For when we were still without strength in due time, Christ died for the ungodly. For scarcely for a righteous man will one die, yet perhaps for a good man someone would even dare to die. But God demonstrates His own love toward us, and that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. God demonstrates His love. His love continues upon us, because Jesus still died for us. Jesus reminded us of His love when He walked on this earth in John twelve thirty two and 33. And I, if I am lifted up from the earth, will draw all men unto me, all people. And this He said, signifying by what death He would die. Jesus said, by me being lifted up, being crucified, dying for us, that draws people to Him. There is not another death that could draw us in love and appreciation than the death of Christ done because God so richly loved us and saw we needed a Savior. May I go to the words of Peter in 1 Peter 3, 21 and 22. 
There is also an antitype which now saves us, baptism, and not the removal of the filth of the flesh, but the answer of a good conscience toward God through the resurrection of Jesus Christ, who has gone into heaven and is at the right hand of God, angels and authorities and powers having been made subject to him. Now, Peter is coming off the discussion of Noah and his family saved by water. They were shut inside the ark. He says here is an antitype. Here is another that is saved by water, and that we are shut into the ark or safety, if you will, the church of our Lord Jesus Christ, which we'll see in a moment. And he says this now saves us, baptism. Now, baptism does not remove the filth of the flesh. It's the answer of a good conscience toward God. But if we remove that parenthetical statement, not to remove Scripture, but we understand the description here in the meaning, there is also an antitype which now saves us, baptism through the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Indeed, baptism saves us. Now, friends, I know a lot of people would disagree with that, but the Bible tells us, for example, we speak of Jesus and believing in Him. Did Jesus not say in Mark 16, 16, He that believes and is baptized shall be saved? He did. On the day of Pentecost, when we, when they were baptized, the Bible says, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of sins. And so, friends, when we see baptism does save through the resurrection of Jesus, parallel baptism with the death, the burial, and the resurrection of Christ in Romans 6, 3-6. through 6. Now, I don't want to get ahead of myself here, but I do want us to consider very carefully and to think on this, that we can depend on the love of God, and it's through the love of God that He sent Jesus, He resurrected Christ, and He is on the right hand of the Father. Here is God's great redeeming love. It's a love on which we can depend on, rely on, and apply to our lives when we obey His will. Here is a second. Another thing on which we can depend, praying to God. You know, God's people, Christians, will still pray, and He hears them. 1 Peter 3.12 says, The eyes of the Lord are over the righteous, and His ears are open unto their prayers, but the face of the Lord is against them that do evil. And friends, God hears His children, those who are obedient unto Him, those who are living righteous, who have obeyed His gospel. God listens to us. God is still in charge, and He controls kingdoms, friends. Daniel 4.17 lets us know that He is in charge or He reigns over the kingdoms of men. Would it not be wise for His children to commit prayers unto the Father for those that lead our respective nations? That's 1 Timothy chapter 2, verses 1-3. through 3. To pray for those who are in authority. To pray that we can have a peaceful and good life. To pray that doors will open even in spite of what we face. When you and I look through the New Testament at the doors that were open in preaching the gospel, think about the persecution that the government authorities were bringing upon the Christians. Think about how Paul desired to go to the house of Caesar and would eventually lose his very life. But nevertheless, he was able to use the government authorities for his missionary journeys. 
I find that amazing. When he would simply say, I appeal to Caesar, and he would have been freed had he not appealed, why, they sent him to Caesar. In other words, the Roman government paid for Paul's travels to preach the gospel. That is astounding. God can use us in a number of ways today as Christians. We can depend on God when we pray to Him and commit our prayers to Him. Sometimes we say, well, I prayed and it didn't do any good. Well, friends, sometimes when we call upon God, we sometimes call upon Him for the answers we want, not the answers that God says we need. You know, it's an old country music song, but I think the words go, Sometimes I thank God for unanswered prayers. And when God grants us an answer, it may be a yes, it may be a no, but when we pray and commit our needs unto God, then we trust Him to make the difference, and on that we can still depend. God will still provide, friends, as this is His world. Psalm 50, verses 10 through 12. For every beast of the forest is mine, and the cattle on a thousand hills. I know all the birds of the mountains and the wild beasts of the field are mine. If I were hungry, I would not tell you, for the world is mine in all its fullness. Oh, for the child of God to pray unto his father or her father. His power, his provisions are available to his children, and on this we can depend. May I give you a third one? How about another thing on which we can depend? What about the Word of God? Yes, friends, we can depend on the love of God, praying to God, and the Word of God. It is still all authority. There is no other book that can match the Holy Bible, the Scriptures given by God Almighty. In John 12, when Jesus said, If I am lifted up from the earth, will draw all men unto me, Later in that same chapter, Jesus said in verse 48 of John 12, He who rejects me and does not receive my words has that which judges him. The word that I have spoken will judge him in the last day. For I have not spoken on my own authority, but the Father who sent me gave me a command, what I should say and what I should speak, and I know that His command is everlasting life. Therefore, whatever I speak, just as the Father has told me, so I speak. Jesus let us know, or Jesus lets us know, that His Word is all authority and will judge us in the last day. And friends, we need to know God's Word. I love the praise of Paul unto Timothy in 2 Timothy 3, verse 14, and going to the end of the chapter, when he told Timothy, But you must continue in the things which you have learned and been assured of, knowing from whom you have learned them, and that from childhood you have known the holy scriptures which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith which is in Christ Jesus. All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, thoroughly equipped for every good work. Oh, friends, does that not summarize it all? You know, I think about from a childhood things that we learn. 
and how we learn little songs such as, Jesus loves me, this I know. Jesus loves the little children. This little Christian light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. Baby Moses, baby Moses, where are you? Little songs that we learn to help us grow and learn the Bible, and then to be given scriptures to memorize, and to think on these things, and that from a childhood we can know the Holy Scriptures. Now, friends, maybe in your childhood, you had not learned the Bible yet, maybe later in life. But you know, individuals that learn the Bible later in life have a great hunger to want to learn more, to realize there's more that I need to learn and things on which I need to catch up, if you will. You see, we can depend on the Word of God. It assures us we can know. It's able to make us wise. It grants us salvation through faith, understanding. It is a Bible that is inspired or God-breathed, if you will, brought forth from God through those that penned it and not one contradiction within. How profitable, how profitable rather, the Bible is for doctrine or teaching. It is the tool we use in order to teach, just as I am using it today on this broadcast. We're able to reprove or correct our lives to bring forth something that says it needs to change, and it gives us direction on how to change. Instruction in righteousness. What a beautiful thought. You see, Paul reminded the church at Corinth in 1 Corinthians 2 and verse 5 that their faith should stand not in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. Now, when you think of the context there, here you had all the division in Corinth. I am of Apollos. I am of Cephas. I am of Paul. I am of Christ. And he takes them right back and says, your faith should not be in the wisdom of men, in the power of God. And that brings us back to when we think of the scripture as I began the broadcast of Romans ten seventeen, Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. To God be the glory. Oh, may I attribute this old writing, a beautiful little poem, to the late John Clifford who penned, Last eve I paused beside the blacksmith's door and heard the anvil ring the vesper chime. Then looking in I saw upon the floor old hammers worn with beating years of time. How many anvils have you had, I said, to wear and batter all these hammers so? Oh, just one, said the old vesper, and then with twinkling eye, The anvil wears out the hammers, you know. And so, I thought, the anvil of God's word for ages skeptic blows have beat upon. Yet, though the noise of falling blows was heard, the anvil is unharmed. It's the hammers that are gone. To God be the glory. Now, friends, this gives me an opportunity to turn over to our J. Webb, who has a very special booklet just for you concerning the Bible. Here is our J-Webb. Our popular free booklet, Something is Wrong But the Bible is Right, is available once again. There is just too much confusion in the religious world, and this brief, concise study reminds us that the Bible is always right. Call us toll-free at 855-444-6988 and leave your name and address and just say, Bible Tract. That's it. You may also go to our website at internationalgospelhour.com, 
Click on the Contact tab and leave us the same information, name, address, and type Bible Tract in the message box. You'll receive it very soon from your friends at International Gospel Hour. Dear friends, may I share with you another thing on which we can depend? The love of God, yes. Praying to God, yes. The Word of God, yes. What about the Church of Christ? What about the church that Jesus promised to build? In Matthew 16, beginning with verse 13, Jesus, there at the coast of Caesarea Philippi, questioned his apostles on whom did men say that he was. Well, their answers were, some say you are Elijah or Jeremiah, one of the prophets. He said, but whom do you say that I am? And it was Peter that spoke up and said, you are the Christ, the Son of the living God. Blessed are you, Simon Barjona, Jesus replied. For flesh and blood is not revealed this unto you, but my Father which is in heaven. And I say also unto you that you are Peter. And upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. And I will give unto you the keys to the kingdom of heaven. And whatsoever you shall bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Jesus told Peter he was not going to build the church upon him. For the words of Peter, which incidentally does mean stone, but a smaller type stone. But when Jesus said, Upon this rock I will build my church, the word there is a word signifying solid bedrock on which you can stand. And friends, we can depend on the saying. And indeed he was, and nobody else has ever been able to challenge it. Jesus Christ is the Son of God without a doubt. And when Jesus said, Upon this rock I will build my church, the gates of hell will not prevail against it. Jesus promised to build only one church. Let me tell you about that church, friends. In Ephesians 3, verses 9 through 12, we learn that the church was in the eternal purpose of God, which he accomplished in Christ Jesus our Lord. Ephesians 3, verse 11. Before time began, God knew the church would come forth through Jesus Christ. Jesus is the head of His church. There are no earthly heads that exist to be over the church. And friends, if you have a head over your church, a council, or some type of group that makes decisions, friends, I submit to you in light of Scripture, you are in the wrong church. Why not be in the church of which Jesus is the head, affirmed by God in Ephesians 1, 22 and 23 and Colossians 1, 18? And how indeed Jesus came among us as the divine, and we can follow him when we are part of his church, the non-denominational body. Friends, we are not to be members of denominationalism, but we are to be members of the church we read of in the scripture, and that is the church of which we will direct individuals here from our studies from International Gospel Hour. Would you love to know more about that church? Friends, we'll make that very possible for you. You see, you can depend on the church, and here is a final thing on which we can depend. The invitation of Jesus Christ. It is always extended. Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest, Jesus said in Matthew 11, verse 28. When Jesus tells us what will give us rest, He reminds us of the importance of hearing Him, Matthew 15 and verse 10. We are taught the importance of believing in Him, John 3.16 and John 8.24. Jesus taught us to repent of our sins, to turn away and turn toward Him, Luke 13, verses 3 and 5. 
Jesus commanded us to confess him before men, Matthew 10:32 and 33. And Jesus commanded us to be baptized for our sins to be forgiven, Mark 16 and verse 16 and Matthew 28, 18 and 19. When we receive the invitation of Christ, we are added to His church, and to God be the glory, Acts 2, verse 47. Earlier in verse 41, they that gladly received the preaching of Peter, his word, were baptized, and the same day there were added unto them about 3,000 souls. Baptized the same day. Oh, friends, we must glorify God in all of this, for these are things we've discussed today on things on which we can depend. I'm going to return to our J-Web one last time, as Jay is going to share with you our Bible study course available by mail. Maybe we have prompted you to think on some things that we have brought forth today that you need to study and search the Scriptures on your own, and we are able to help you, yes, right in the privacy of your own home, absolutely free. So once again, here is our J-Web. Our well-received Bible study course by mail is available to everyone absolutely free. Would you like to try it? All you do is call us toll-free at 855-444-6988 and leave your name, address, and just say Home Study. That's it. That's all you have to do. You may also go to our website at internationalgospelhour.com, click on the Contact tab, and leave us the same information, name, address, and type Home Study in the message box. At your own pace, you can study the Bible in your own home. Again, it's free. Give it a try. And it's from your friends here at International Gospel Hour. Again, dear friends, in a day of so much uncertainty, God has granted unto us things on which we still can depend. We can depend on His love for mankind. We can depend on the power of prayer as His obedient children. We can depend upon the Word of God and the church of our Lord Jesus Christ, wherein you find the saved, and the invitation of Christ in which we can respond. Dear friends, we want you to think on these matters, and these are great matters that are important because God deemed them so. What a joy to open up His Word and to study these things together. As a quick reminder to you, The International Gospel Hour is under the oversight of the elders of the West Fayetteville, Tennessee Church of Christ, located in Fayetteville, Tennessee. As noted earlier, you can call us at our toll-free line anytime at 855-444-6988. Thank you for joining me today for the International Gospel Hour. I'm Jeff Archie, and friends, keep listening. Thank you for listening today. May this study prompt your search of God's Word for His will in your life. To assist you in your study or to listen to our other programs, please visit our website at internationalgospelhour.com. To God be the glory. glory be with you.